Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast, brought to you as always by the lovely Golding Accountancy. WeAreGolding.com. How are you? Hope you're good. This week is the second part of my chat with the lovely Jordan Gray. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, then I suggest you do. Um, I am going to stop saying that. But obviously, if you have, then I hope you enjoy this second part. I enjoyed this chat so much, as you can tell. I'm sure she's. If you're going to Edinburgh, make sure you go and see her. I'm. I wish that I was going. Maybe I'll still make it up there. Maybe. But yeah, enjoy, and I'll see you in a bit. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Work. So, before we, we were, were um, so rudely interrupted, yeah, have things changed? Do you feel things are changing? 
for transgender people. Yeah, well, for and how for, you're, as a, I suppose, what we're getting into a crowd, I suppose you know that there's going to be some people, like you said about bursting the bubble, that might feel a bit like, oh, I don't know what this is. Do you feel like that's getting better or do you still feel like it's the same? It's it's a funny old thing. My, my audiences are predominantly the broad English, middle English audience. It's like people that maybe don't know what they're looking at or their only understanding is from the news or they've heard that... They've heard people don't like J.K. Rowling and they're not quite sure why, or they've heard Ricky Gervais <laughs> has done some jokes and they, they love it. So they don't they don't necessarily know. Once in a while, I'll play to a, an LGBT, like I like say, a, quite a lot of prides. I'll play to an audience that's fully, <laughs> sometimes just all transgender people. Um, and so there are uh, most people's uh, understanding. It, it's been like a roller coaster over the last six or seven years. It, there was a big, a big exciting moment where Caitlyn Jenner's on the front of Times and everyone's like, we're like uh, suddenly all I would have to do is put on some earrings and everyone around me would go, oh, you're so brave. <laughs> you're so beautiful and brave and amazing. And I go, wow, I must be really brave and beautiful and amazing. So I've done nothing <laughs> to deserve this. Everyone wants to show their support. And then that kind of took a dip. As you'd expect, there's a backlash. People think that we're, we're suddenly we perhaps enti- feel very entitled to your praise because we got given it so <laughs> abruptly and so quickly. Um, and now... Uh, now people are still figuring it out and there's been a there's been a pushback on you know transgender women banned from swimming uh, and with a sign that it might uh, with swimming with with other women <laughs> in a sporting sense not in not in okay. public pools <laughs> um that's really important to clarify that yeah. we are we are still allowed to like swim <laughs> in, in like, the sea um and uh boris johnson uh pushing i'm not poli- particularly politically savvy i've got to say i i only understand i only know the headlines but he promised to ban conversion therapy for young transgender people and he didn't so it's he uh, the government's basically saying it's still okay to convert transgender people by whatever means you deem necessary it be that talking therapy or chemical or electrics in the bibles in or whatever yeah isn't that mad yeah i mean you they're not going to grab you from your house in the middle of the night and do it it's it's yeah. whether if you've if your pair if the parents of a young trans person think it's important then you know that it's still le- but not uh but no longer legal for gay people so that's a very interesting conversation isn't it boris johnson's agreed that it's wrong to try and convert a gay person but it's okay to chemically and psychologically convert a transgender person that says a lot about the government's view towards transgender people so that's what uh is on a lot of people's minds at the moment. Okay. And for a lot of people that aren't sure if they're on the fence, that's a very important push in one direction, isn't it? Well, the government yeah. said so. So this person on stage must be a freak of nature. Um, and I'm fighting back by just being a funny, normal person. And if I, you know, I, I do think if you give someone a belly laugh, they're sort of biologically more inclined towards you than they are to the news they go like, okay but this person made me feel happy yeah. the news makes me feel sad and scared but that person i just saw on stage actually made me laugh which means i've got to connect in somewhere yeah um how does dolly feel about yeah. transgender people <laughs> she's, she's piping up that he's not banned it i just don't understand why well i mean he lies about everything all the time anyway so I suppose it's no surprise that he said he's going to do something and then he's not going to do it. But it's like, but why wouldn't yeah. you just do it? Is he getting pressured by? It's an awful lot of pressure. It's like people are frightened. And you can appreciate with someone being scared of change. They see the world changing around them and you go, oh, I remember when things were a certain way and I was happy like that. 
And now there's all these bloody men dressed like women. And it happens to coincide with the fact that my knees hurt and I just got a big tax bill. And that didn't happen to me when I was a child, when there were no you know, men dressed as women. So people, they age into a place where they become very conservative in their views, don't they? That's so normal. You can start off in life as a as a teenager yeah. and be a little tree hugger and like love life and be I'm, I'm as left leaning and liberal as they get, while also not being very savvy politically. Yeah. But you get older and you start to think, oh, maybe I do need to hold on to my money and my views and because the world's scary. The the people that aren't necessarily fans of, of transgender women tend to be of of a certain age bracket, let's say that. Um, and young younger people thinking, you know, there's still a whole world out there to change and let's be a part of it. Young people are just excited about change and older people aren't. And, and that may be for good reason. It's like, it always happens when you're talking about important stuff, and it's like we're talking about what we were having for dinner tonight. Oh, it's, it's, a, oh it's a bloody dog just <laughs> wants to get involved. Uh, that, with that in mind, before we move on from this subject, I do uh, my new Edinburgh show. I've got a whole through line about how um, present company excluded. This is very important that you know this, but there's the I, I, I've noticed that bigots like sort of love their dogs more than the average person right <laughs> there's something about bigots they love a dog and they love a dog more than they love to hate stuff <laughs> so if you could, if we could get dogs oh, yeah. on side yeah they just bloody love a yeah. dog because it doesn't matter where that dog is from so they could like hate a french person but love a french bulldog yeah. and they'll hate an afghani person but love an afghan hound they bloody love a dog i do find because i do i love animals but i love people more than animals like i would okay ever yeah. put my dog in front of a person you know when we go we go to this park and it's like if there's kids in the park i won't go in there with the dog because it's like i wouldn't want to scare them or you know people are more important sure. than animals i think okay yeah but yeah. i do find that there are some people that i know who are very much more favorable of their animals than they are people <laughs> Or that, at least certain types of people, like yes. yeah. And I always, I do find that quite interesting, actually. You can always. I think find it's spot funny. The, yeah. yeah. It's it's really predictable. Like, um, I sometimes think if I was a dog, I'd have more rights yeah. overnight yeah, yeah. <laughs> than I do as a transgender but person. That's what I was going to say to you. Is I don't. I'm very left leaning, and I, I'm very accepting of all things, because what has it got to do with me? What does it matter yeah. to me? Well, how you choose to live your life, food to make you. But that's what I always. I don't know why people care so much about what other people are doing when it doesn't affect them. The the illusion that it will affect them is is a a very reasonable fear to have if you don't have all the facts. And those facts being, there is genuinely enough for everyone. If you live a life where you think the resources are running out and you think that things are being taken away from you, and now there's another group of people that have gone to the front of an imaginary queue, that's a reasonable thing to think, oh, hang on a minute, that's not fair, I'm just like everyone else. But we're not, just because we're popping up more on your TV and we're and in your supermarkets and in your dentists, we're not taking anything away from anyone. There is yeah. literally, there's enough for everyone. Yeah. Um, there's, there's enough room on the bench. So I promise you it's not going to change anything at all that we're around and alive. So Edinburgh. Yeah. Is this the first time you've done it? It's the second time I've done it. The first time was very small. I did a small show in 2018. It was my first first year, my first hour. Uh, this year I'm going to be at a lovely big, big, one of the top five, I think they call it. There's like a thing that the 
the the top five main venues. Um, yeah. I'll say I'll, I'll say the the venue now, and there'll be people like that's not top five. Uh, it's it's the assembly at George Square, uh, and I'm doing the box at ten twenty five every night for the whole of August. <gasps> that's amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. The show's called Is It a Bird, which is. <laughs> And it's sort of a little bit about superheroes, but also like a transgender. Your yeah. poster I'm proud of that. I'm really proud of that. The title. best poster for anyone. I mean, I'll share everything anyway, but if you haven't, anyone who hasn't seen your tour poster, Fred and Brady, is just the best fucking poster. Who did you design that? Did someone design I, it? Well, I, I designed the, the concept and the layout, but it was yeah. a fantastic photographer, uh, Dylan Woodley. He, the, the, the company that's producing the show, they're called Stamp Town. They're an amazing comedy collective and they have an in-house photographer and a compositor. And between them, um, Dylan and Johnny, they, they put together this poster for me. It's so the, uh, the shoot is, to describe it, is, is me as a superhero nude with a cape flying in the air. But the reality is I was spent about an hour and a half on a trampoline in this little theatre. And that, that shot was like the second shot we got. And then we just thought, no, let's see if we can beat it and beat it. We didn't beat it for an hour and a half. And we're like, let's just give up now. That's very <laughs> difficult tried. to get. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it, there's a microphone obscuring the important part. The genital region is obscured by a microphone. So it's, I wouldn't say that makes it particularly suitable for work, but it's not actually pornographic. Oh, it's, it's covered. It's brilliant. What is, what is the Thank show you. about? So it's sort of a little bit about me, a little bit about superheroes, a little bit about how much bigots love their dogs more than normal people, and uh, and a little bit about babies as well. Um, like I don't have a baby, Sorry. you've got a baby. I've got two babies and now a baby yeah. dog. Because I rescued her, and um, the woman that used to look after her messaged me today to find out how everything was going on. And I was like, oh, she's so lovely. I was like, I am finding it hard. It's a lot harder than I anticipated. Um, yeah. Because I thought it'd just be like having a baby, but it's not. It's like having a destructive toddler who doesn't listen to you. And oh, and like a newborn baby. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did make that distinction when you said that. I was like, having a baby is surely really hard. <laughs> well, I mean, having a baby is hard, but it's not. It's not like having a dog. Plus, it's yours. Like I love right, her. Right. Okay. I didn't give make her and give birth to her. Well, yeah. And she's lovely, but it's just. And my youngest daughter's eight, so it's been a long time since I've had to deal with... And I think my kids were quite well behaved, actually, looking back. Right. And Dolly's not too bad, really. Like, I've heard a lot worse horror stories. But just in general, yeah. it is a lot more than I was anticipating. I good. am very, very keen on getting myself a little rescue chihuahua. I... I, I never thought I'd be that sort of, it's like a stereotype, like a sort of Paris Hilton thing. I, I never thought I'd be that sort of woman, but I do want to be the type of woman that carries a chihuahua around in a handbag. Like I love, Why not? <laughs> I love them so much. And they've got these little, right, it, it's sad. So it's not a thing to celebrate, but oftentimes because of br uh, pure breeding, they have like a breathing thing where they do this little, <laughs> it's like a little, it's just so adorable. And every time it did it, I'd want to hold its little head and be like, it's all right. It's all right, mate. Just, just breathe. Just breathe. Just calm down and breathe. And like blow in its little mouth and be like, no, maybe not that much, but I just wanted to, I want to keep it alive and happy. That's all. The, all I want to put all my efforts into looking after a chihuahua and just quit comedy. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's enough. my goal in life. Yeah. Have you had a dog before? Uh, not of my own, but in the okay. family home as a child. Yeah. yeah, we had dogs and big, I, li I, I, I was almost, um, I lived in Sweden for a long time and oh, I was wow. engaged to a, a, a 
proper Swedish lass who had horses and dogs. She had five chihuahuas, three pit bulls and a toy Aussie. So I was surrounded by these dogs all the time. And that's where I fell in love with chihuahuas. And they all had the same thing. So it's just yeah. like a little trough of like, oh, I love them so much. I think about them all the time. Even when we broke up, I would, she'd call like for whatever reason, we had stuff in each other's houses. And um, she, uh, in England and Sweden, and she'd let me speak to her dog, Minnie, on the phone, this chihuahua, who did it the most. It was like, ah, oh. oh, I, I like to think she understood what I was saying. I'm sure she did. Oh, just yeah. do it, get one. Well, we've got a tiny flat that's not allowed pets, but I've definitely, yeah, I've got to get one. Um, it's the dream. Um, can I talk to you a bit about the transgender people? Stuff? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. the best thing back is you did. That was really podcast, funny. Like, what you? what word you were going to use? Like, can I talk to you about your transgender about, uh, problem? Yeah, about the problem? Yeah. No, just about how. When did you? Because I love finding out about people. And it, I just think it's all lovely to educate myself, especially. And I'm very sorry if I say anything which is offensive to you. The Don't worry about, about it in the um, slightest. When you were talking, when you did yeah. Pip's podcast ages ago, the best thing was when he asked you something and you were like, well, I can't speak for all transgender people. <laughs> I can only talk about myself. And it was like, yeah. the penny dropped. Because it was a bit of a course, because you're not, everyone's different, aren't they? You're not all... Not all white people yeah, are the yeah. same, not all black people are the same, and not all men are the same, and women are the same, you know, it's just that. But it's easy for our brains to assume that because there's so much to think about nowadays. You go, okay, well, at least I understand what a transgender person is. It's this person. It's, um, God, yeah. what's, what's their name? Uh, oh, Eddie, Eddie Izzard. It's like, okay, Eddie Izzard, I know who Eddie Izzard is. I'm just going to use that as my blanket yeah. thing. But of course, we're all we're different. And we've all got, like, some of us are got egos and some of us are a bit of a bell end and some of us are really nice charitable people like but it's going to affect your opinion who you meet first yeah <laughs> like um the, the the show that i made for comedy central the transaction it's yes. a short form show um it's uh, I, don't, I don't want to like push ahead if you, if that's what you're going to talk about but it's relevant to the conversation it's like she's a she's just she's transgender because i am transgender and i play the main character live and she's a bit of a dickhead. And it was really important to me that she was a bit of a dickhead. She's not some suffering saint. And she's also not yeah. some, like, sexualized like, um, sex worker, which is wonderful. Like, that's not my world, so I wouldn't yeah. be able to write that. But all, all the love in the world for sex workers. I'm just not one, so why would I yeah. play one? I am a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that Liv is a little bit of a dickhead. And they loved it. People were like, oh, okay, this is, we've never seen this before. Like, you, yeah. you've seen it with non-transgender people. But, yeah. She's um she's like the transgender super hands if you've ever seen Peep, Peep Show yeah, or like yeah, yeah. she's she's a bit like that. <laughs> I so yeah, he's the best. But I um yeah it was I, I came out at twenty four, and a lot of people come out very much younger, and we think of those as being like there's two types of trans trans people really. There's trans kids, and you're like you always knew you'd see them, and they they know, and you know, and it's just yeah. a matter of time. And then there's people like me, and and a lot of um, older people that you transition later in life because you you either didn't realize or you you are just unable because of circumstance, financial or, or family or marital status and stuff. You um, you felt like you couldn't. So I'm in that group of people. Uh, and I only didn't because I didn't know. I have the most supportive family in the world. And I met my wife after I transitioned. A lot of people say, so how was it? Like, oh, like your wife, she bless her. She must have been hard for her. Like we met, <laughs> we met when I was a woman. She's not had to do anything. <laughs> like I love her. She's the best. But um yeah, that, that's the story for a lot of people. You know, they marry yeah. somebody and then that person changes their gender. 
can you imagine that like I, I hear a lot of stories but those conversations because then you have to sort of define what gender means to you like that like that partner has to decide you know if you if you're dating or you're married to a transgender person that comes out as transgender you suddenly go well then what what am i oh wait does that does that make me a lesbian does that make me gay well don't stop thinking about it stop obsessing over my knob (laughs) like calm down yeah it's really really not that important it's like you fall in love it's such a i love the conversation about gender because it's it's like you fall in love with a person and their physical identity is separate to how they are as a person do you know what i mean yeah but obviously that's something to consider like i i've never looked at the female form and found it attractive but i'm not shut off to having a lesbian relationship i just haven't yet met a woman that i've fancied i guess that's it. You, you've you're no obligation to be so open and welcoming to the world that you <laughs> feel like you have to pursue a lesbian yeah, relationship like, just because you support lesbians. That's it's fine. <laughs> it's your preference, of course it is. Yeah, but it's yeah. like the like have been. So as being a parent, my I've got two girls. They were never particularly girly when they were little, but then they were never tomboys. It's that kind of like I. They could play with whatever they played with. And it was very interesting when you met mothers of boys who used to talk about how their sons liked to play with dolls and Mm. what people would deem as girls' toys. And their husbands would not let them play with them. So you were saying about um, how you you would see uh, the parents, the the mums of boys, and those boys would potentially be playing with let's say coded feminine toys like dolls yeah. and things and the and the dads wouldn't let them yeah, play with them like, I didn't want oh, them. yeah because it'd be like oh yeah he really likes a doll but his dad doesn't like it when <clears> and I'm like but I found that offensive as a woman because it's like what's wrong with wanting to look after and be nurturing and also surely that's a it's a positive thing to be showing affection and love to toys and want to you know to be imitating your parents and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean That's, yeah. anything. But also, what is wrong with it? If it does, you know, there's so it, many problems yeah. with that. The, it's, if there was a reset now, if you could press a button and reset society, everything would be fine. It's only because of these hangovers that yeah. any any problems exist. It's like when you sit, there's two queues at a bank, there's two cash points, and you go up to it and there's only a queue for one, right? So you go, oh, that other cash point must be broken. And what's yeah. happened is everyone's been too shy to check if that other one's working yeah. because they're like, well, there's a queue here. I'm not going to be the idiot that does it. And yeah, then you yeah. check and it's working. Yeah. And then you, and everyone's like, oh, for God, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's started something. They've said that dolls are for girls. And now it's embarrassing to go back on it because we've been doing it for too, for too long. So it's about, it's about just having that bravery to be like, it, it shouldn't even need to be brave, but it is brave to be like, calm down, guys. It's a doll. Yeah, and it doesn't that I just feel yeah. like there's so many more important things in the world to worry about you know rather than yeah. and I love the fact now that genders is such a conversation like my eldest daughter's 11 and she corrects me a lot for the things that I say and so my dog is a girl and I have a cat who's a boy since mm-hmm. I've got the dog I keep calling the cat a girl and the dog a boy Right. How conditioned am I? 
that's so strange because it's like that's a, a lot of people I think would say if you if you had to pick and say which one's a boy and which one's a girl, cats and dogs, you'd go a cat's a girl, and because it's like, but it's because I think I think it's actually more simple than we think. It's probably because of like Catwoman. It's probably I think this the feline nature of yeah. like the mercurial nature of a cat. That's why Catwoman was so popular. There was no Catman, and yeah. there's no like dog woman, but there are like werewolves and dogs that it's like the pack hunter as the man and the feline is yeah. a mercurial presence i don't think that's necessarily what you're doing by the way i don't think no, you I think know, but I, I, just, <laughs> I can't believe that i'm doing it because i like to think of myself as being quite <laughs> yeah. aware of things like that but having a daughter who's more tuned on than i am i'm a bit like fucking hell like am i, I hope i'm not mm. you know the young people now, this is so great. It's so wonderful. They 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 know everything that it took us a lifetime to learn because they've got the internet and they've got all this information. Um, gender means it, it's not that it doesn't mean anything to kids, but I, I do. I'm a part of this government program called Educate and Celebrate that goes into schools and teaches kids about LGBT. But of course, only the surface level stuff. We're not talking about sex. It's it's four to eleven year olds. And uh, I was talking to this four year old. And they have a transgender kid in their class. Uh, and he was telling me about his friend, Jesse, this transgender girl. And he was like, uh, Jesse's, uh, Jesse likes to, she's a girl. Uh, so she likes to wear a dress. And then he, he, he felt like he needed to tell me this. He was like a little, he was like a little man, like propping up a bar. He's four years old. And he goes, I oh, personally, I don't, I'm a boy. So I don't wear dresses and that. But like Jesse does. And that's right. That's nice. <laughs> like he already knows. He already yeah. knows everything. I don't need to educate this kid at all. It's so adorable. I wish everyone was like that. Well, yeah, but, and I do think, but it is... I think everyone probably is like that, but it's just how they're conditioned, unfortunately, by the people that influence them that makes them change. Do you know what I mean? It's like, because why would you have an issue as a kid? You don't care. Do you either like someone or you don't? They don't know exactly. Um, they... they learn bad habits we all just learn bad habits from our from our parents and the people around us we don't nobody's naturally afraid of spiders kids aren't naturally afraid it's when it's when we scream and they go oh, oh and they're scared of us screaming at them and they like the spider and then they're like well this is terrifying now i don't know why but i'm terrified they we're inherently just nice loving people that want to be friends with everything that moves yeah. you know that was it, i went to see eddie Izzard many moons ago but that was that was one of the things that he spoke about was like most people are just nice and don't care about yeah. other people like in the sense of i don't really care what who you fancy you know what yeah. you're into because it doesn't affect me i think i like to think that most people are like that i mean i'm obviously very privileged being a white heterosexual <laughs> you know mm. so i'm not i don't have to deal with any prejudice well, other than the fact I'm a woman, but whatever. But I like to think that most people are nice because that's the world that I want to live in and luckily I can live in. But obviously yeah. I'm very aware that there are some hideous people. But it's like when, because um, I'm a staunch Labour supporter, well, I'm a bit whatever now, but I was very much a Corbyn yeah. supporter. And yeah, yeah. couldn't believe, because I've muted all of my racist friends on Facebook. <laughs> And I just see the things that I want to see. And then, you know, when it all went tits up, I was a bit, I was honestly shocked because I was like, how could people vote for Boris Johnson? Like, right, and it, because you hadn't seen that information. That's so interesting. That is probably the most important conversation of our time 
Um, I would love to be able to mute everyone that, that racists and, and uh, bigots and transphobes. I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because I want to have a perfect um, strata. Like I want to understand the audience I'm about to walk into every night. Yeah, yeah. And if and if I've imagined muting them all and then going yeah. into an audience like, hey, cisgender people, how's about that JK Rowling? And, and the crowd just goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Because yeah. I've only I've only surrounded myself with stuff yeah. like people. So I, I have so many we're talking Islamophobic people, otherwise nice people that have one abhorrent, terrible yeah. view, Islamophobic people, yeah. racists and bigots. Um, and because there's still people that have made one terrible error of judgment. And I, I feel like I want to always keep a, um, my finger on that pulse. Yeah. But it is it means it means that social media is not a pleasant place for me a lot of the time. I've got people that were my strong friends from before I transitioned that now are posting horrible horrible stuff and I've just I've just had out of principle I have to leave it not to me specifically just yeah, their views yeah, just, and yeah. I just have to leave it and and absorb it and you, ha- you it's not about it's people like to say like thick skin is a nice phrase for it because you do sort of feel like that yeah but it's more um it's more that I don't have an I don't absorb any opinion either way. I'm like, okay, well, that's this is what humanity is. I'm just going to sort of float around with a silly hat on or whatever or a silly haircut and just try and make people laugh. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to pick you up on something because it's quite important. Being a, a woman is bloody hard work. Uh, and I've only been doing it for a little while. It's some mountains yeah. and molehills. Don't sell yourself short, yeah, like no, say. But, but you know, but I am aware that I, things yeah. can be a lot worse. I'm of course. Only, yeah, know, don't. For the, yeah. So I don't, but yeah, no, being a woman is... Being white is easy. Being white is like I I I, I go through all day long, just like sometimes feel. How am I complaining about anything? Like, of course, it's not the way it should be. But being being white is a. I'm very happy to stand at the back of the queue and wait my turn. Being white, that's fine. Being a woman, bloody hard. Being transgender, quite hard. But there's not that many of us, so at least we can get together and talk about it. Uh, Being gay and that. Things it was trendy for a while, still pretty hard. Apart from that, I've not got any experience of anything else. What what else could there be? I imagine it's not that easy being of any religious uh, minority in this country. Uh, no, that's that's not fun for anyone. Yeah. Can um, I ask something personal? Yeah. Do you take hormones? Yeah, I take for it's essentially the same thing as the pill. Um, yeah. It's eight milligrams of fake estrogen every day. Which is a lot. That's an awful lot to take, but it's because um, your body doesn't. It's like with anything, like your probiotics and everything. Your body only absorbs a tiny bit of everything you take, so you really have to overload it. Yeah. And what those estrogen, what that estrogen does, is kind of what you would guess. It makes my hair all long and sleek and shiny. It makes my skin all nice and soft, uh, and it redistributes the fat in your body to the places that it would typically be in a feminine body. So my bum over the years has gotten bigger, and my yeah. arms have gotten like smaller, and my guts sort of gotten smaller. I have no muscle left because that requires testosterone to tell your body to build. Yeah. So um, that's really fascinating. They give you the option to have something called an anti-androgen, which is like it stops testosterone um, from being produced. But it it zonked me out for it. I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. I, it, was, it was like a sort of chemical depression. There was just no desire to do anything. Wow. And I was like, I can't, I can't live that life. So I still have lots of testosterone flowing through my body produced by the old testicles that's what they do um but loads of estrogen to counter it so i uh well i mean after 18 testosterone has done its job i'm six foot tall and as you can hear my voice is quite deep that's never going to change i'm not going to shrink and have a high voice but the estrogen does at least um 
like I grew, I would say like size B boobies before I had a boob job. So it's like, it's amazing what estrogen does. Wow. So I had, I had boobies before I then had them augmented with this space, yeah. space age grade silicone that's in there. Cause um, does it make you mental at all? Cause when I've, I've never been able to take the pill or right. any hormonal stuff, cause it just makes me mental. But I was just wondering if it, if it ever, if it makes you mental at all. It's, or... it's like, uh, so I'm I'm not naive to the fact that I've lived a whole life of male privilege before I transitioned. So I've never had to endure the horrible monthly menstrual cycle, but uh, because I don't have endometrial cells to be released. So I don't have that um, te- uh, cramp. There's no cramp. I do have yeah. the same symptoms of, um, of uh, your period because of the estrogen, really? but I don't, yeah, the, the, um, the, like a frustrations and an irritability that comes with it but there's nothing wow. to be there's no cells to be released so there's yeah. no bloating and everything because the cells just aren't there yeah uh but that's every night i take them it a small period of of that the, the body flushes with irritability because it's trying to counter what you've just given it you've given it loads and loads of estrogen which is what the the body sends out to release cells so yeah i get i have a i have a pmt not pmt because that is the tension what what's the word for just the, the the mental side of it, PMS. Yeah, PMS. So I have like yeah. a t- a five percent wow. PMS every night, <laughs> but then it goes away. Isn't that for amazing. Like, it is incredible. The body's just a yeah. bloody. It's just a puppet that we just pump it full of full of yeah. chemicals. It's 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 really predictable. Basically, the body's very very predictable. You give it what it needs, and it does stuff. Yeah. Because like, I'm um, very because I'm forty four, so I'm getting and I'm. My brain fog's terrible. My memory's terrible, and I'm, I'm so I'm right. convinced I'm kind of perimenopausal. But I've got gynecological issues as well, so it could be that instead. But I'm reading very much at the moment about menopause, and it yeah. it's quite good at the moment because menopause is quite a buzz word. Like there's a lot of stuff like Davina McCall's made the programs and stuff, hasn't she? So it's definitely more sure. of a conversation than it was when my mum went through it twenty years ago or however long ago it was. But so I'm reading a lot, but it is just amazing the effect that hormones do have on your body and yeah. mentally as well. I mean, I know, I know because I've so lived much. through it, but it's like, that. I've, that's amazing that you it's get so, that. Yeah, it's so predictable. Yeah. Can I ask, can I ask like a silly question then? Because yeah. I feel like that's what podcasts are for, isn't it? Let's ask like questions that we didn't think, we're not quite sure about. I don't have um, periods, obviously. I, if I did, there'd be a problem. <laughs> Something's gone terribly wrong. But here's something that I would never have thought about because it doesn't t- touch my life. When adverts used to like use for, for like um, pads and stuff, they'd use like a blue liquid to demonstrate the period in all yeah. adverts. It'd always be like a blue liquid because they're like, oh gosh, we can't show a, a red liquid on television <laughs> to pretend it doesn't happen. And then recently that's completely changed. And now it's just as uh, it's it, the graphics that you see, it's, it's now obviously a red liquid just to, so basically so that young girls didn't grow up thinking, why is mine red and not blue like because that happened to real people that happened to tina fey she was like in all the adverts it's blue and then she had a period she's like oh my god this isn't normal because i thought it was going to be blue did were you ever aware of that did you ever like growing up or whatever or seeing adverts for tampon for tampons and, and pads did you ever think was it ever felt like patronizing or annoyed that it's like why have they why are they sort of blue washing basically this experience yeah, no. why are they trying I've not thought about that until you've mentioned it now, to be honest. I yeah. think before I was aware of what a period was, I probably didn't I was didn't know what they were going on about and then once right. I knew I never I never remember that it annoyed me. 
the most annoying thing was I used to have the worst cramps. So seeing yeah. adverts of women rollerblading because they were wearing Tempax and it was sure. like... That's all it I, took was a Tempax and now you can, yeah. now you can climb like, a mountain. <laughs> I've never been able to use Tempax because yeah. they um, make you cramp more or they can make you cramp more. So I've never been able to yeah. use them anyway. But I was a bit yeah. like, that's completely... Why don't you show the other side of what it's like? I mean, I do have some friends that never... They'd just come on and be like, oh, I've just come on. I didn't know I was getting my period where I was like the whole week before I wanted to kill everyone, you know. And, yeah. And throughout the whole period, they were fine, whereas I wasn't. But, oh, yeah, I just, that annoyed me that they weren't educating or showing the real, how it is. For... Yeah, all flowers and sunshine and rollerblading. Yeah. It would be nice to see, because you see like adverts now, you'll see like an advert for a galaxy chocolate bar that will make you cry. It's like yeah. so sad. It's like a kid giving a <laughs> chocolate bar to a crying woman on a bus. You're like, let's do that for tampons and pads. Yeah. Let's show the real experience. And it can be a really uplifting thing. It does not, it doesn't have to be all sour and like, and sad, but it's that real experience of how horrible it's going to be. Instead of like club music, yeah. and like, oh, it's all sunshine. The bit before, we're here for you. Like we're gonna get. We, I mean, we charge you extortionate amount for it. We tax yeah. you, tax you way too much for it. But we, you know, we've got this product, and like we've got you, girl. <laughs> like, I tell you so, something amazing yeah. though. My friend, bless her, because I've I've been having a lot of pain. I've got cysts basically, and she's in America. They've got this patch. It's called Jovi, and okay. you basically put it on you where it hurts, and it uses your body to get rid of the pain. And I have no idea how it works, but it works. So, and I can put, I've put it on my head when I've had a headache. Oh, worked. so it's, it's not meant for that, but you've, it's, you've used it for that. Well, you get, uh, it's marketed for period pain, but it helps with back right. pain. Wow. It's amazing. And I have no idea, but I'm like, why, why is this? Because you can't, because you have, with it, you get like, uh, like adhesives so it can stick to you. And yeah. I went to get some more, but it's, it's not here, it's in America. And I'm like, why is this not everywhere in the world? Like, I, don't, yeah. I still don't understand how it works, but it's amazing. It's like some pain is so deep that the amount of painkillers you'd have to take to get rid of it makes you nauseous or whatever. And like, yeah, it's just something that you can just put on that just area. On. It's a patch. And it wow. Just, yeah, it uses, your, it uses your body to, but I don't know how. But then your, yeah. your body is amazing, isn't it? I mean, there's so much we don't know. <laughs> body and the brain. There's there's genetics and then there's epigenetics, which I, not to patronise you if you've... I've just, I, I, I start talking clear. about it and then some people go like, yeah, well, I know, I learned this when I was 12. Shut up, no, Jordan. No. Um, epigenetics is the study... Of, so uh, genetics is the study of our genes. Most people, we understand what genes sort of are. It's the information that makes us do stuff. Uh, and gives us certain physical and behavioural characteristics. But epigenetics is the study of whether or not those genes are switched on or off, just like um, like a light switch. You, you could have a gene for osteoporosis, but it's switched off, so you're never going to get it. So it's like blue eyes, brown eyes, it's whether it's switched on or off. Um, and when you flood your body with test, uh, estrogen that you never had, like in my case as a child, loads of those genes get switched on that were never on in the first place. So you start to develop... <clears throat> let's let's call them biological feminine behavioral characteristics stuff that the women of a tribe would have done in prehistoric times keep i.e keeping the group together social skills emotional um levels of emotional intelligence that allow you to keep a group of people together that's a very feminine um characteristic because it was the women of the group that would 
hold their little monkey babies in their bellies. And the males of the group that didn't have that massive job to do of birthing and looking after the babies would be out hunting. So their three-dimensional spatial skills were higher, which is why we talk about men um, having that hunter-gatherer thing, that instinct. My hunter-gatherer instincts slowly switching off, my desire to want to keep a group of people together emotionally and to connect with people emotionally massively heightened. There's a there's a discussion that you could have about maybe that's a placebo and you just feel more welcome. But also the study does prove these studies of epigenetics prove that there's certain things switch off. My spatial awareness has diminished ever so slightly. It's an old cliche that a woman can't find their car in a car park. That is a cliche. But I swear there's something to it because I've lost my way now more times than I can yeah. count. Um, it's it's just interesting. It is interesting it to is see if, if these yeah if any of this stuff has any real scientific underpinning or if it's all a if these cliches that have anything to them, most of them obviously book, don't. The gen- Pip had her on the podcast and she wrote about genetics and gender and how it's a spectrum and there's like a science behind it. Do you okay, know about well, that? I haven't I'll read it. I'll find it and I'll send it because I, I was like, that's another thing that I, there's a lot of things that I need to do. <laughs> but it just sounded so interesting about, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like how and how i've got to try and remember this right because i've listened to it ages ago but it was how we're the same but then more things are turned off and on in men and women but that it's like a scale anyway so you can get more what you'd say a manly women and free womanly men masculine women and yeah yeah, i know you mean that kind of it's just in all of us and it's just literally how it's like the draw how it how you turn out basically it's so right and it is so much of the the hunter gatherer thing in men and the um social group thing in women is just imposed by society because that's what we did for hundreds of billions of years when we didn't need to do that anymore some people don't like change as we've already discussed so no no they keep you keep being the the group of hens and you keep being the group of wolves and and yeah you so women be a group of people and men go off and be lone wolves um, so the societal pressure. So now you do have um, people born like myself with a penis. It doesn't di- dictate the old hunter-gatherer instinct. It's um, And it's about finding a place in society for us that doesn't make people feel like they're having some rights taken away, which again, yeah. as we've discussed, yeah. there's enough for everyone. I'm, I'm far, I can certainly tell you I'm far more productive member of society the way I am now than I was before. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I- just let me do it. <laughs> With that, I was having a conversation today with a friend who's got a son who they're having some issues with, and she just said, oh, it's because boys don't talk. And I just thought, my daughters do not shut up, and we really talk about everything. But I wonder, not to say that what she's saying is wrong, but I did wonder how much of that, because I know that her husband is quite a typical manly man, and how much of that her son doesn't talk because he doesn't feel like he should because of his father's influence, or if it is yeah. just men don't feel that they can talk. That's you know if, I mean? That feels very societal because if you look at a bunch of monkeys, those men monkeys are not withholding anything at all. They are shouting at each other. That, that's, it sounds like a joke, but it's, it's true. Like, yeah. No, men are desperate to talk, and it is, it's societal pressure. I don't think there's anything genetic about like a, a, a male an xy chromosome which it doesn't mean male sexually it means a male yeah but yeah i don't think there's anything that says keep, keep the jaw clamped shut in the presence of you know an emotional 
figure like yeah that men are men are desperate to talk it's really nice you see like we, we know a lot of them we know these woke blokes i like i love that phrase it's like people that are proper manly blokes but they will talk about anything people like yeah. rich wilson and Stu yeah. whiffin they're like and, and pip as well they're like they're woke blokes they've got these fucking viking beards and yeah. they will talk to you for hours about gender politics and stuff i love it i love it that that, that they're obviously proof that men can well, share yeah because i was a bit like i didn't want to be like I think feel like if I had a son, he'd talk. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, everyone's different and some people just don't want to and some people do. But, yeah, I did just think, I wonder how much of that is the influence of how he feels he should be rather than how he wants to be. Yeah, and, that, and that's... as well, you yeah. know. Societal. It's yeah. down to the parents themselves, dictated by society, which was dictated by genetics. That's a long, long hangover from our prehistoric past. So... No one's really to blame in all of this. It's like yeah. some sad stuff just does just happen. These, you know, it's nobody ever said we were all supposed to be happy. Like we just we just, just do our best, <laughs> do our best to, yeah. Like that's strange, isn't it? I think that's a very British thing. The Americans, they have it in their constitution, the right, the pursuit of happiness. We have a right to be happy yeah. or try and be happy. Yeah. But British, we we don't have that. So we we were like, no, life it, yeah. life can be quite miserable. Get on with it. That's like that's one a, thing that. Pip always says to me, he's like, you don't have to be happy all the time. And like the first time he said it, I was like, why would you not want to be happy all the time? But if, yeah, some people don't. But that's not the conversation, the is it? Yeah, it's it would be nice if we were. Charlie yeah. Chaplin actually, I think I'm sure it was Charlie Chaplin that said the most horrifying thing I can imagine is to be 100% content. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, can you actually yeah. imagine there being no downs? So yeah. you've got no nothing to compare the ups to. So then it's yeah. just a bland life but, of cocktails and beaches. Yeah. And that is the thing, isn't it? Like you have to have. opposite you have to be miserable to be happy because if you were happy all the time you wouldn't be happy would you because it'd just be normal yep just be a baseline yeah yeah thank you so much i'm so sorry it's been so disrupted by my dog it's all good we're we're all good i feel like we've chatted about some wonderful stuff really 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 great thank you for educating me this is why oh, I love vice doing versa. this because I just learn so much. I will forget it all. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got because... you've got it recorded if you ever want to yeah, <laughs> check that's in. True. Yeah, I don't retain any information at the moment. Mm. But um, so I'll come on the podcast again next week and just yes! we'll just do it again. I'll You'll be like, just do it oh, time. so tell me about transgender stuff. Like, well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> so when, so you're doing every, what day in August? Every night in August. Uh, from the third till the twenty eighth, so it's basically the whole month minus the seventeenth. Um, but that's all. That will be all, all on the poster. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's at assembly at ten twenty five every night. Uh, and it's is it a bird, Jordan Gray? And I'm I'm proud of it. It's a fun show. Me and my keyboard trying to make you laugh for an hour. I would. Uh, well, I would love to say I'm going to come, but I don't think I am. Because it's a tr- it's <laughs> I was a trick. Um, I had Vic Slayton on. Yeah, she's great. Yes. And yeah, she's in Edinburgh, and I was like, I'd, I've been wanting to go to the Edinburgh Festival since I was 16, and I still haven't made it, but just yeah. the reality of me getting there is not, because it's just so bloody expensive to <sighs> get there and stay. It is and well, I'm staying with Vic Slayton in Edinburgh. We're, oh, we're sharing a flat. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's really helped me out, because otherwise it would have been very expensive on my own. Yes. Yeah, it's an expensive prospect, especially this year. It's three times more expensive for most performers this year. The the prices have all been driven up. It's It's kind of a big old slap in the face to the industry the the landlords there and the and the shows themselves seriously yeah it's priced a lot of working class comedians out of the festival which is means uh, you can only imagine what the festival is going to be like if it's just 
No. Is there any funding for people for it? Like with the Arts Council or anything, do you can people get help? Because realistically, it's only the rich yeah. fucking people that can afford it anyway, isn't it, really? Exactly. If I hadn't sold this TV show, I would not be able to afford it in a million years. Um, as working class as they come, I would not be up there. I just got lucky. And that's going to be the case. Any working class people up there, it's because they got lucky with a with a recent windfall. Yeah. There are millions of... Indiv- millions is an exaggeration. There's a lot of individual grants. Um, there's great causes like uh, Best in Class is a comedy showcase that is only for working class comedians and they help fund their posters and their printing and they put them all together in the same venue. Best in Class is worth checking out. They're always funny. Working class people are funnier, let's just be honest. We're, we're funnier in general. Because um, we struggle. Anyone that's had a struggle, funnier yeah. than anyone else because you've had to learn to be funny. Yeah. Um, we didn't have money to go out so we just make each other laugh <laughs> by candlelight. <laughs> yeah, don't you think for art-wise, you have to struggle for all arts I think and that's yep. where the, your content comes doesn't it really exactly for sure um so yeah so if you are at Edinburgh Fringe listeners this year go check out some working class comics there's there's great rich comedians as well but they'll be fine without you <laughs> go and go and watch some working class comedians uh and uh, it's going to be a big year regardless and certainly for me this is the biggest year I've ever done so I'm looking forward to it I'm very excited for you and I did I wanted to watch your show because Stu Whiffin posted about it and I was like oh my god I've got to watch it is it on BBC three still can I still watch it because I no so it no no worries at all it's a short form series made for Comedy Central so you can watch it you could you could YouTube it now you can watch it on YouTube it has since been sold to a channel which I can't tell you what it is because we're not allowed yet um and we're making the full tv show for that of that show so these are short episodes that are online these and then the ones that'll be on tv will be your normal half an hour sitcom episodes. oh my god that's amazing congratulations yeah yeah really cool thank you yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a dream oh i thought it's it was a series already i'm sorry i thought it was right. a series already well it's a short series like yeah. uh, we, we certainly won a bunch of awards for it. it did really well it's a short series called transaction so you can just you youtube um comedy central transaction and the six six minute episodes of me just well it's me with a different name yeah. I, i'm not i'm not really an actress it's me oh. with a different name and i work in a supermarket and it's funny it's quite funny i could have bloody watched that. i thought it was going to be like half an hour's yeah well that that's yeah that's it. what's to come but that's, that's what's coming come. now that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. i'll keep you posted God, so you're very busy then oh it's yeah it's the dream I got to that point now where you it's like uh be careful what you wish for level it's yeah things are very very busy now um but which is why it's lovely to take a break and talk to somebody like you and just yeah actually have a conversation that isn't about numbers and figures and yeah notes well, network notes thank you yeah it's the best it's and i'll good. post links to everything thank you very much and hopefully i'll have you on again at some point that would be lovely yeah and we'll nice. We'll have the same conversation, so <laughs> wherever you don't remember. Um, <laughs> listeners of the Mum and Mum and podcast, well done for supporting such fantastic podcasts. Uh, and um, I'm certainly a fan, and now, now more so than ever. Now I've, now I've had a first-hand experience. <laughs> so um, keep supporting the old Mum and Mum and podcast, and hopefully I'll speak to you all again soon. Amy, thank you so much for having me. Thank it's you so lovely. much. Stay there. I'm going to stop recording, but stay there. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So yes, that was a lovely Jordan. I do hope you enjoyed it. If you want to talk about anything that we discussed, then of course, please get in touch or if you have any guest suggestions. 
this time next week I am going to be at Camp Festival which I'm extremely excited about. If you're going and you see me please say hello. I'm going to be interviewing some people for the podcast I hope. I've not had them confirmed yet but <laughs> fingers crossed someone will want to talk to me. So yeah if you don't know what Camp Festival is then I suggest you google it and book for next year. It's the best family festival ever. I've been, I think this is going to be my fourth time. I performed, I've went, oh, now I've got to remember this. We performed once when I was in a band. Maybe it's my third time. I feel like it's my fourth time though. But anyway, but yeah, yeah, it's the best. It is the best. So I suggest you go. I'm going to hopefully be talking to Rob and Josie who do the festival. We were supposed to organise it pre-festival, but that hasn't happened, so I think we'll do a little recce afterwards, so look forward to that one. But yeah, Mama Mama Pod on all the socials. Please share, please subscribe. Sharing is caring. Big love to you all. I do hope you didn't melt. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Big love. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.